Distance Daddies. Welcome back to the third episode of Distance Daddies. Today we had on Colin Schultz, and he takes us on his journey from early running in Southern Nevada with Eric and myself in high school to now being a pro runner in Flagstaff and just competed in the USATF Outdoor Championships. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and give us some feedback on more you want to hear from the Distance Daddies. And here we go with our first podcast interview. So we have our first guest, Colin Schultz, who is a pro runner now with Team Run Flagstaff, who is on the pod and wants to talk about his running career. Uh, so glad to have you here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, so let's talk about kind of just where you came from, from running in Southern Nevada with us to college and now kind of your career as like a pro. Yeah, I uh, grew up in Paris. My towards the later end of my career uh, in high school, my mom was my coach. Um, we call her Coach Mom, but uh, <laughs> I had some, some some good teammates that definitely helped um, you know progress me along. And uh, actually, my when I was pretty young, my my brother was a senior and. Um, he was a really good uh, 800 runner. He ran like 157 and um, had the school record at Liberty and um, Liberty High School. Uh, and uh, he was like athlete of the year and all that stuff. So I wanted to just like, I wanted to be like him and, and try to try to chase after, you know, his, his times. And uh, like my, my, uh, I, I was, so I had somebody to chase my freshman year that, sophomore year after he graduated I felt like I sucked um and then uh you know I didn't have any chase and had to I was like a captain thing my sophomore year and then um you know junior senior year I I kind of like started to put it together and um junior year in like 156 and 800 um ended up winning regionals and um you know just kind of surprised myself a little bit um and uh, and like one yeah one fifty six and then my senior year you know we kind of still really just had fun with the process and um, I only ever ran like cross country the highest mileage I ever ran was like forty five miles and then uh, back was more like thirty ish and um, I ended up running um, Jackson Carter was in this race but at Arcadia. Uh, wait, I'll get to that, actually. Um, I opened my season at Del Sol, ended up uh, running a 154, I think, season opener. Um, I remember pushing the pace the whole time, and I just went with it and uh, ended up passing him. But, um, uh, and then I ended up going out to Arcadia, and my mom and I knew I didn't have any, like, college 
plans at this moment. We were looking at some places and um, I was kind of like, I needed to run a pretty big time early if I wanted to get looked at. And so um, at Arcadia, we went out and just like, um, just was at a really good place in my training and uh, was pretty confident at that point. And uh, I ended up running 152 um, high and one Arcadia Open. Um, Jackson Carter was in that race. Um, yeah. That, like, that was a big race. I think, I think 152 is a really good time in high school. Um, and ended up, even even there, you know, there was a college. Was like, where are you looking to go? Um, but at that point, I kind of had started the talks with um, the coaches at Liberty University. Uh, in Virginia, and they they were uh, they were really good about you know like if I wanted to come out for a visit, and then you know after that I ended up visiting there and loving it, loving the environment and and some of the facilities and, and the university, and um, but then um, yeah I ended up you know finishing out my season um, winning state uh, in the eight hundred. Uh, I think I ran like 153. I don't know if you guys remember that year, but it was super windy. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think people in the race, it was like Nick Oberden, uh, Jackson, uh, Connor Rossinen, um, who uh, was there. There were some more northern guys. Um, I remember. It was, it was maybe Kai Benedict or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember. It's the only other one, like, I remember. <laughs> That's really good. Um, yeah, so those guys, um, those guys were definitely, they were really good. Um, but I don't know if you remember, this was the year after Nick Hartle, when he uh, he won the, the quadruple. Yeah. 32s, nuts. Um, yeah, so it went from one person winning four events to four different people winning. Um, James Henderson then me, then Jackson, and then DeJour won, was it? I think so, so yeah. Uh-huh. That, that is so crazy to me. Um, and, uh, yeah, they won that. And then um, at that point, I had already, like, committed to Liberty um, University. And so I ended up uh, going out there. And my first year, I thought I – thought, going to be this all-star freshman at Liberty University. Like, I was like, I'm the king of the world. I just won Arcadia. Like, watch out. But the transition to college was actually really tough. Um, I went with the sprint coach at Liberty at first. And I think Jake, um, because we kind of, you know, we went, we went to the well every workout. We lifted two to three times a week. Um, my mileage wasn't super high and I definitely developed speed through that. Like I ran 48, five in, in relays and stuff like that, four by four and uh, definitely got some really good speed from it. But um, I think the, the thing that I was missing was some of that strength and um, you know, more of the aerobic type of side of things. And then, um, uh, you know, the next year I, changed coaches again to the cross country coach and I ended up doing like 73 miles and highest I've done it a lot ended up getting a a stress fracture and three stress reactions as a result of a bit of overtraining and uh, and then um, you know 
and and I ran I ran a decent 800 that first year. I think I ran like a a 151 split or something, but never PR'd in a in a in an open. Um, and then you know didn't I redshirted my uh, I didn't do cross country uh, to start in college and um, ended up doing uh, you know one little like uh, <coughs> redshirt indoor and then came back outdoor and my first race was a 50. I think I ran like a 422 1500 like just like I don't know that's that's just walk and uh uh and I and you know so that was like really tough to just just kind of put back together and then um do you think part of that was like the coaching transitions, like going from multiple different coaches in a few years? Oh gosh, for sure. I think when you don't commit to a system or like commit to a um, a coach for too long, I don't think you're going to see too much of a like uh, results from that. So yeah, I, I, um, but also like I don't think the training was like was what I needed. You know, it was. Too it's like finding the energy of the spectrum and like really go on that speed and then it's like well just now i'm just do aerobic work and like middle distance stuff you got to find that middle ground um yeah. and um so then junior year I, I started to put the pieces together but still nothing you know i still didn't really pr an 800 or anything like that and at that time i considered myself a 800 meter runner and um my my towards the end of my junior year they they put me in a 1500 that like maybe we'll try this and I, my first one I ran like a 354 something like that um and that was like a big step um we're like oh now my coach is like now you're gonna run at a conference and then uh <laughs> ended up doubling and ran 354 again and, and scored a few points and stuff like that and, and so that was like oh maybe we should go after this like 1500 and um my senior year, we uh, just like I had, we got a new coach. Um, I actually some pieces I admitted like I had about five coaches throughout college. <laughs> um, oh, wow. a huge um, factor in kind of why I feel like uh, I can touch on a bit later, but why I feel like I'm still doing this is like I felt like I never saw what I was capable of in in college, and so I wanted to kind of continue to pursue that um you know see what my potential is see how best i can you know the best i can be and um but i, I can touch on that a little bit more later but my um senior year we had a new coach um and he on spring break he's like he's like hey what if you came back for a fifth year um and uh, i was like you know that's not a bad idea and so i ended up redshirting my um my senior year at an outdoor, uh, but still ended up running about a 3.45, I think it was. So I got done pretty, pretty good that year. Um, and then came back that fifth year, like swinging. And um, it was actually really interesting. I ended up my track season at Portland Track Fest. This is the first year I ran that. Um, and I got, uh, I don't know if you guys know what rhabdomyolysis or rhabdo, um, yeah well I, I had kidney failure in a 1500 uh-huh. um and ended up like hitting the worst wall i've ever hit in a race and like afterwards i was laying on the floor for like 
20 minutes, I was like, it wasn't that bad. Like, what's going on? And, yeah, and then I ended up flying home and then up to Utah and then uh, ended up going to the hospital for like three or four days <laughs> because I, I didn't really tend to it and then found out I had kidney failure. So that was interesting. But um, that put a uh, stop to my season and um, a pretty hard stop. And then um, ended up coming back my fifth year to do cross country because we were like, man, you know, let's take a step in this direction and see, you know, let's keep it going. Let's keep like having fun with this. And um, up to this point, I hadn't ran cross country before. And I I just like loved, uh, loved like being part of um, I ended up being the team captain, um, even though I was not, you know, I'm bare, I like occasionally made top seven. Um, but the really interesting part was like, I had decent training that summer, but I ended up just, you know, we went to this team camp in, um, in the, uh, had one uphill tempo that was like ridiculous, but it was one of the first workouts we were done at this at, at team. And I like stuck my nose in there and ended up, you know, dropping, you know, there was only like four or five of us left at, at the end. And, um, and I was like, what just happened? Like, this is not right. Like I, I maybe it was more that I'm fresh. These other guys were 90 miles that could have been it but um uh, <laughs> the the piece that i loved was like i think that you know gave me a little bit of respect on the cross-country front of like yeah i'm that like middle distance runner and um i ended up um getting like 20th at conference or something like that and there, there was better guys than me that had, were on the regionals and stuff like that but it was super good experience and and um that was my one cross-country season in college but uh Senior year, I ended up um, running 343.800. I popped out a really good 800, um, a 148.9 uh, at the end of college, and just kind of like finished college with some pretty good marks. But ultimately, my goal was to make nationals. Um, regionals, I uh, mid 20 time, like 20 times coming up this top 48 go to, uh, yeah, regionals, right? And uh, so, there's all these crazy guys, these names that you might know um, now, but um, ended up uh, popping into making finals. Um, and then on the last, um, the, the, the last day of regionals was, um, ended up just like, it was so, it was raining so much. It was, it was ridiculous, but it kind of stopped for a second. And the first 1500 he ran with like no rain. Then the next 1500, I was on the line. They're like, all right, on your marks. I towed the line and it just starts pouring. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> um, so it ended up being like, a, nobody wanted to like go out. It got really slow. And, and that's half of 1500 is, anyways. I don't know if you guys watched days, but whew, they go slow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the race ended up being like, just, yeah, we went hard at 400. Guy, like full race, I was so. Um, he, he uh, it also came down to it, and um, I ended up getting sixth off uh, by point one six. So I don't know by point sixteen. Um, we got named uh, by, uh, last. What was that? What was that like? Knowing like you missed it just by that much, and like the weather probably played a part in it too. 
Yeah, I was, I was crushed, man. That was like my dream. Um, you know, you always imagine like your story, like this, this, like you have this dream in college and to qualify for nationals. And then, um, you know, it's kind of like, I was on the cool down just thinking like, I thought this was it. You know, I thought this was it. I this was going to be my story. Um, and, you know, looking back at some of those things, it's like, honestly, those are probably bigger fuel for the fire than, you know, making it making a nationals uh to nationals i think stuff like that is like man that makes me burn hot like i i like leave with just knowing how like it's unfinished business and you know that's what i wanted and, and i didn't get it so i have to like keep hard try harder and um I, yeah. i'm laying out completely like it's one of those things where it's like I, you know, I fell and slid like five feet because there was so much water. But uh, <laughs> I, I just, uh, you know, I just remember thinking like I tried my best, but I didn't. Um, I was like, and so I was like pretty upset as anybody would be. But um, you know, I thankfully like kind of turned it into like fuel, um, and like that number was like so huge to me like 0.16 like like if the little things don't matter i don't know what does you know like like if 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 sleeping an extra hour if running an extra mile you know stuff like that, like if 0.60 that's like really a lot of points presented to me in, in, from the future but um going back to the race it was really interesting so the top five guys um i don't know if i'll, I'll, I'll you guys know these names amos bar um he runs for Bowerman Track Club. Uh-huh. Uh, William Paulson. He runs for Oregon Track Club. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Vince Ciotti runs yeah. for Track uh, Club. Uh, um, Robert Domanic. He ran. He was an Ole Miss guy. Um, he went to Reebok. Um, trained with uh, uh, like Justin Knight and stuff like that. Um, and then the other guy, Mike, who um, he was a sixth year before. Uh, COVID six years was uh, it was really interesting. Kind of cool that he made it. He um, he actually was in like a uh, a Vespa accident and was in a coma for like a couple months or something like that. Whoa! You know, it's a really inspiring story. But I think uh, I think he was drunk driving. So um, <laughs> I like mix that. But um, I think um, I think it's just crazy to look back. Those guys are like those are some of the best 1500 meter runners, you know? Um, and it's like, yeah. and then, then, you know, who is six? It's like, it's me. And, and for me, that's a big thing. It's like, well, what's the difference between them and me? Like, I think they went on to, to join teams and stuff like that. But like, if I started to see a delineation between them and me, then I've like already lost. And so I have to like continue to believe that I'm, you know, someone that's going to be that good in terms of running and, um, and kind of like, you know, and, and run with those guys and compete. Um, well, I after that, I didn't really have anything on the table um, in terms of offers or anything like that. I feel like good times, but not in at this at that point. Like make nationals, and you know you're a you're an all American. You have some sort of deal or something, but um, I didn't. So I had a good friend, uh, a teammate at Liberty, um, Jared Cornfield. He, um, he was at Flagstaff at the time, and he was a PA, and um, he was working with Eric Hines, um, and uh, he offered me, he's like, hey, if, 
you know, if I can get you a job or something, you can come out and I'll coach you. And um, ended up uh, ended up just making the, that decision on a whim. You know, um, I'm, I drove in his car uh, with his wife uh, and their dog and their kid and <laughs> was in their stuff and just had to get rid of the other half. And uh, I ended up that morning driving up out um i did like a phone interview for a high school coaching job um for a cross country team and ended up getting it and um i lived with them for for actually that ended up being like a year and a half um which was awesome there they take really good care of me but um yeah so i just i i did that because i was like flagstaffs where oh, i saw all these amazing people and and, and an amazing place not too far from Vegas. Like I felt like it was a really good move for me, knowing that I, you know, didn't have a team necessarily to to be a part of. Um, but yeah, I took that leap. Um, what was that like? Just kind of jump in, like feet first into that. Like, were you pretty confident with it, or or you just kind of praying nonstop? Like, what was it like? Yeah, I think I think it was a little bit of both because it it was a little bit of a like this is what I have to do if I want to like continue to run, you know, I think this is what this looks like. And the more I learned professional running on the like level, it's like just about a lot of pro runners have side jobs because their contracts aren't big enough to support that too. And I, I, I didn't know that. And so, um, uh, yeah, so I, I felt like that was just a, like just, yeah, leave of faith and like trying to believe myself best I could to like, you know, just just see what what I could get out of you know trying to run professionally and um and and you know what I was talking about earlier with like trying to find the best of myself and believing you know I hadn't seen that is I felt like I never had consistency with coaches I felt like um, my teammates were, um, you know, some of them show glimpses of hope and, and were really great training partners, but for the most part, I didn't, you know, they weren't, you know, I was always the best and I maybe helped people like in their journey too, but, um, I'd never been surrounded by people who like were just way better or the best. You know? And so, um, that was super special. What I saw about Flagstaff is like the best during Flagstaff. Um, and, and being surrounded by them was like, really important to me because I definitely believe like who you're surrounding yourself with is, is, you know, your trajectory. And, um, and so, um, man, it was, it was scary. So, uh, about a month after I moved to Flagstaff, I got a, a text from a coach in DC that was like, Hey man, like we've got a spot on our team for you. You've got great closing speed. Like we'd love for you to, to come out and take a visit or something. And I was like, like a month after I just moved, I was like, there's, so badly timed that like I have to just commit to this and that was one of the big that like like doubled down on Flagstaff it was like like I've said no to other stuff like I gotta be here um and I and I committed to this so um in my mind that was something that really like helped solidify that but um yeah like my my first pro my my first race out of college um was at UW it was an indoor mile um and ended up running a 403 um, I wore a t-shirt in that race because Jersey got lost about 15 before my race. Um, turns out they moved the bleachers and my, my, um, my, my Jersey was on the bleachers and I just was too in the race to realize where it would happen. Um, so, so I had a PR and a t-shirt at one point, uh, <laughs> and 
and then after that, I kind of started to struggle with some iron issues. Uh, ran quite a few miles, but it was like 405, 408. It was definitely not a progression. Um, and it took a couple years to figure out a little bit of my body, you know, with some of this iron and anemia issues. Because um, altitude, it's kind of it's hard with some of that stuff. And um, and you know, training at altitude is is a is definitely uh, something that takes a bit of transitioning and and you know and with with both like training but also like with your body and adaptation and stuff like that but um yeah just started to um really uh really kind of nail it after maybe three years or so um I started a PR here and there um I think I ran a um uh it was it was actually last year um when the trials were coming up and we were like really wanted to make trials and um i think we were like let's hit the 1500 that's what we think we can make it in like let's just let's go for it and um i ran seven 1500s all of which were between 345 and 342 <laughs> uh, we were just hitting it hard and we're like you know like maybe this race will be different maybe this is like this is the one this is the one and because that trial standard was like 337 or three 338 flat we thought maybe um and uh would make the the cutoff and um yeah but i wasn't even close um but uh i think the the, the piece there was just like some of that consistency in racing and we talk about the consistency of, an, of outcomes um you know i felt like i really you know i didn't have a bad a bad race you know like running a 343 was like was like not great not what i was after but like i didn't drop off so bad that it ended up being 48 48 you know something like that so um was that pretty frustrating though just kind of being in that same range for the whole season basically it was it was good to see consistency but yeah i was like ready to pop off i was like being told like yeah this is when it comes when it comes and um it 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 was a little frustrating to to not have that race, but I think I just had to be patient because mm-hmm. it, it came later. And, um, I think I ran, and then I ended up my season with a mile, and this is the best part. Um, I ran uh, a 4.00. It was a sub-four attempt with another guy named Dan Machowski, who ended up getting fourth at the trials in the steeplechase. So it was a good race. Um, but uh, he ran 4.00. 0.09 and I ran 4.00 uh, uh, or something crazy like um and that's like almost so comical to me that that's like you had to laugh at that like yeah like it's it, it, <laughs> come on like you can't just it, like anyways um it was I had, a, I had a joke earlier in my running career where I was like I don't want to run sub four four minutes is easier, easier to say and I definitely was repaid with that. Uh, <laughs> um, but how much um, better did that did it feel when you broke four this past oh, year? Did you look back on that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but really, four was I got beat by point whatever he outlaid me. It was super close. I did all the work, but then he got he snagged it. Uh, uh, his teammates rushed him and went crazy. But meanwhile, my coach was over getting ready because he, he was working with the NAU guys and that were there. And I crossed the line and I look up and see it. But like, there was like this, this opposite 
his like experience of like his teammates going crazy. And I didn't have like anybody that knew me there other than my coach who was on the other side of the track. And I just kind of had like a really quiet, like low key moment where it was just like, I did it. Like, <laughs> which is really interesting um, contrast to those two. But I think that's more, that was pretty cool because it was just more of the, like, I got to take it in pretty quickly. And, and like, it's really about comes to you, you know, then that's probably like a really disappointing uh, outlook on it. But like, just kind of have that moment in, in peace almost. And just like, wow, that's really cool. Like, we did that. Um, and then kind of like, wander on and nobody really was like too crazy with me or anything like it was just like yeah it was just like yeah we did it like <laughs> we did it like it wasn't like oh my gosh that's great you know yeah yeah it was kind of like expected almost yeah we, we didn't even talk about it before the race it was just like we you know talking like we knew we were there already so it wasn't about like you know we often don't go into things anymore like coach and i i'm thinking about time at all um uh, pacing it's not about time it's about like positioning it's about um you know what you're thinking about like this is gonna be really hard get ready for it um stuff like that we don't really do that we don't really do time too much um because yeah. i think it's easy to react pretty poorly when like you know you're a little bit off you're a few seconds off you know in a marathon you're like a few a minute off you like it's really easy to like like react really negatively um and and but with with a placement you can like do something about it you can like you can change um and and like really try to be you know you usually get a positive um sort of like response versus like oh crap like i'm not where i should be, you know like uh, so and, and then you try to you, you usually react emotionally to like try to get uh catch up to that time that um but anyways um yeah so um to question uh it was it was really like low-key <laughs> yeah <laughs> so kind of going from this uh like period where you were running like you said just kind of within that three second time frame um in in 2021 and then to this kind of breakout like indoor season you had earlier this year where you're just running out crazy times kind of each time you ran it seemed like did you guys change anything training wise or just kind of stay consistent and keep the faith with what what you were doing and that it would eventually have results oh yeah um that i think the biggest thing was there wasn't a big change we just stayed really consistent and we you know i uh, after that season i was super motivated too but it wasn't like it wasn't too big of a break. It was like, all right, now we continue to go. Now we continue to build, right? And when you come off a really strong season like that, like yeah, I didn't have that huge pop off, but I was like, I was ready to continue. Like, let's keep working. Let's build off of this. And that summer, I put in. Um, it's really funny seeing this now, but like, I put in um, a few. I think it was multiple, eighty mile weeks, uh, and then. Um, doing really big strength-based workouts, you know, doing six miles at Buffalo Park. At, um, we did it multiple times. One time I ran 531 average. One time I ran 529. This is on dirt. 
Um, and, um, you know, and then I had a few other just like nuts workouts, like four by K, eight by 400, eight by 200. Just stuff that's just like, that's, that's like different workouts. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, I felt like I was on the track, but stuff like that where it's just like huge strength, like really just learning to grow. And, um, you know, I stayed really consistent, didn't get hurt, um, really enjoyed it. And um, probably one of the biggest things that went all the way into December when I had that very first race um, in Boston, 5K, and um, and my people going to that was 1442 um, from the track. Um, before that, you know, a couple months before I ran a, a U.S. Road Champs 5K in New York, of course, it was really tough. I ended up running like 14.0, which and so that was probably the biggest indicator. But it was a road race, so we were just like, ah, we don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, then I ran that um, 13.46 5K in Boston, and it's Boston, and you're you're wearing dragonflies, and so it's like, yeah, it's just all right. But um, uh, you end up, I ended up. Just like thinking how how highly I respected that time and how like man if I saw someone else run that time I'm like that's crazy wow it's so fast wow and then do my name next to it I was like that doesn't make sense like yeah that's not that's not right and um, but but that was an interesting thing where it was like it was like started to you know some of that mind shift of like all right you know, I belong, like, this is, you know, this is, this is the new normal that we, we, you know, should come to expect, and, um, you know, continue to stay, stay with it through um, those next couple months, Uh, and then I came and did, um, you know, uh, it was, it was every distance from, you know, before USA's, every distance from K to that 5K, like, Things were clicking, you know, ran that sub four, ran seven fifty six and um ran up two twenty one to qualify for the US champs. And that race was wild. I ran it was in a college race and um I was out in Boston again and um I I flew out to this race to specifically qualify for um the US champs indoors. And um because I felt that was really important. We wanted to prioritize that and like I think professionals you know, it's, it's, you show up at us champs, right? Those are the races that if, if you want to contract, if you want to show up on the national scene, like you got to make teams and you got to go to this stuff. So I just valued that. And, um, so ended up, uh, ended up going to this race, but my bag got lost. Um, so oh, no. they didn't have anything and I was stupid enough not to put anything in my, any spikes or uniform in my carry on. That is what I do consistently, but I didn't at that time. Um, did not get my bag for four days. So this is clear out. But um, I had I ended up borrowing. Thankfully, um, Drew Piazza. He's on New Balance Boston team. I was staying at their house, and uh, he had twelve size twelve New Balance bikes that I borrowed. That felt all right. Um, I went to the running store in Boston called uh, Heartbreak and got half tights. Um, and thankfully I had like a run flag staff, my, you know, the, the running store t-shirt that I wore. So there's uh-huh. another t-shirt there. Um, and, uh, ended up running like 
uh, I came through the 800 in like 155 and then closed in a 26 and then just great. And I was like, great. Then that's, you know, we accomplished what we needed to. And it was kind of like, I had to kind of like throw that away. It's like all this stuff happened, but this is still a business trip. Like I still have to get the work done. And despite all that, what that looked like. And again, the result went great and got it done um, and qualified. Um, and, and it, again, it's one of those mental like, this is what being like a professional is like, you can't be like a, a, a byproduct of the excuses or your circumstances. Like it's like you show up and you want to be really good at this. So you, you have, you have to show up um, no matter what. And, um, and then, um, so that got me into um, racing 800 because the K qualifies you for the eight or K for the indoor um, meet. Mm -hmm. And, I went into that one, you know, just already over the moon with my season. I was already like, this is a great season. That PR from everything from K to 5K, like, I'm happy, man. Um, and just, like, I remember seeing my heat draw, uh, and it was, like, Bryce Hoppel, Isaiah, oh, no. <laughs> uh, uh, and, like, you know, John Lewis, Matt Wisner, or something like that. Just... Does. Um and and uh, I was in the car driving down to Phoenix from Flagstaff uh, airport with Rachel Smith um, and Ellie Hennis and um, I remember um, Rachel was like, "Oh, perfect! You got the fast heat. Like, just go get them and get heard." I was like, "Oh yeah, just get, get huh? like these guys are like Olympians and and like really one forty got like like NCAA champ I think Isaiah is and um and I was like all right fine I'll do that <laughs> and just like kind of just went in with a bit of like carelessness of like why not and um and I and I found that like confidence is 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 rooted in it has to be rooted in like in reality and um in in you know how the training is going and how races are going um, and, and for me to, to believe and to want to show up like that, like, I think that came out of a place of like, I was ready for it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, that line and, and felt incredible. We came through in 52, I came through in like 52, five and, um, and then just held on. I was like, these guys are rolling. And, and it was just just the video to me is still comical where like it's bright and then me like just holding on to the like last 200 and then finishing and it was just like i at that after that first round i was just like what just happened like what just happened and like 147 three um to to go to make it or to actually didn't know i made it at first i was like i was like just that was crazy and then, you know, I kind of was like, but I was really curious because we were the first, yeah, we were the first heat and there was three more heats. And I was like, well, maybe my time will make it. Like, we'll find out. So I'm watching these really, like, Craig Angles, watching these guys, like, um, you know, these Brooks, Brooks Beast guys, they're, they're running, they're, they're running is winning, but like their times aren't faster. And then. This this heat's not faster, and then the last one of the yeah one of the, I remember one of the heats and seeing Craig Angles, and I ran faster than him. I was like, I just beat Craig Angles, and then um, 
and then yeah i got through all four and i saw the time and i just like clapped and i was like what <laughs> like i just ate finals and like i ran under the bleachers because i was like i gotta go cool down now i have to run again um and ended up um finding bryce uh and we like cooled down and chatted for a while he's a really nice guy um in texas and um ended up uh yeah coming back the next day and all of a sudden it was a mind shift or mindset shift of like, i'm in the finals like i'll go make this team like <laughs> like i'm on top of the world like let's go do it and uh and man i i i, sh- I showed up like i was like i belonged and it was it was almost like this like i wasn't on I was Colin Schultz or something. It was it was funny. It's like like I belong there, and um, and and we started talking through how we wanted to like like you know you gotta you gotta kind of race it like you want to win the thing, and um, and the byproduct of that is you know third fourth, which is like if you try to get third, you might get fourth or fifth because of some of those tactical. Um, you know components and um yeah. yeah next next day they do all those huge intros and um i i jogged out and see full stands i'm like this is wild um but you know you got to make that shift and went into it and um man ran ran hard and felt great came through 52 again and closing 54 low and um and just almost got shame. almost got shame for time. um it was like 0.04 something crazy close um and, and i i was i have this really funny downstep picture where i'm just like like it looks like i'm just just so satisfied when the reality is after the race i was just like ecstatic i just ran 146 nine yeah. like, i was like there's a, just such a funny picture because i'm like that's not what happened like that <laughs> 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 i was just, didn't get him versus like you know the time and the place but yeah i walk off and uh just it's wild and the gal you know comes over and puts a gives me a medal and i'm like what is this for and she's like you got fourth <laughs> oh, <great. laughs> and, and then you know i see a couple of people in the stands and they're like freaking out like oh my god and i'm like i oh, know we did that uh and then um i remember you know getting up to the uh at some point getting up to the um on course and some guys like heck yeah man you won money like i was like how much what did i get <laughs> i didn't even know like uh, and so yeah just like that that experience was really interesting because um it, it it really made me see what i was capable of and and like who i could be running with and um but at the same time like I I then kind of went into that outdoor season really kind of carrying some of that. It turned into kind of like expectation, which felt more like a weight, um, where it was like, now I have to win every race I'm in. I, got, I just got fourth and injured. Like, I have to, like, you know, it felt like I was just such a, like, unfortunately, it felt like I would have to, like, live up to that every single time I lined up. And instead of continuing race and have, like some of that freedom of like expectations or just like having fun with it and 
Um, I think that's partially why beginning of my outdoor kind of struggled a little bit, um, ended up, you know, I, I did run like a 340 season opener, which is really funny because we did those seven fifteen hundreds, and then, on, you know, the first, yeah. Season, <laughs> yeah. You know? um, but I think that was coming off of some of that, like confidence and, and just fitness of that indoor. And then, um, and then I got sick a couple times and I ran a few races where I just ran like pretty poorly in terms of just how I felt. And, um, and then I got back in, in May and I was like, I just need to put in May and, and like be consistent. Um, again, but I got sick. Like it was just, it was a few things that were tough about it. And, and we started to do a little bit more sharpening work. Cause we're like, if we're going to run this 800, we got to be ready to come through in 50 or 51, what that looks like. And, um, yeah, I did Portland track fest and we wanted to practice that. And so, Oh, but I, one three and just die. I think I ran on seven. Like it was rough. But uh, oh. outdoor PR, which is a forty-eight. But you know, that's the tough enough with some of that for expectation. It was just like it was just like that's that's a PR, but like not nearly what we feel like I'm capable of. And um but then I also, you know, just really um you know believe that's still there. But I think the really hard thing is you have to really you have to stay you have to be consistent you have to train like like month after month, weeks and weeks that really like is what again what that rooted and what those results are going to be found by is is you know a whole consistency and um you can't fake it <laughs> uh i showed up to usa's like um really believing i could outdoor usa excuse me um really believing I could like do it but um it it just what shown one of two things what shown was like you know some of those holes in my training and I think I ended up getting you know I ran 149 but I just didn't feel right and um I I ran one uh, I think I got 21st and 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 I missed by not a whole lot I missed excuse me semis by not a whole lot it was when you when you have a bulletproof like training like your race results like again that outcome is going to be really like tight um and um and one of the other thing is like the next day i started to feel pretty rough and ended up testing covid for covid on saturday and positive um and maybe that had something to do with it or not. I don't know, but racing at Hayward was pretty unreal. Just like lining up with, you know, I think in this, this time was one of the, it was almost identical to indoor. I had, I had Murphy, Eric Sawinski, uh, and, um, another guy named Derek who's, who's had around 145 this season. It was like, man, this is the same thing. Like you just gotta go meet it. And, um, but yeah, unfortunately this time it wasn't, it wasn't quite the same in terms of how my body felt and it could have been COVID. I don't know for sure, but more than I probably believe it was more of some of those like, you know, see, but, um, I think, I think I'm going to continue to do some more racing this outdoor. Um, and, and, you know, a bit later, once I kind of come off of this, this, uh, little, little COVID stint, but, um, but yeah, no, that's, uh, it's a little, what things look like over the past. Do you have any big goals from here just after USA's? Like Yeah. Um I think I 
genuinely believe, you know, I'm, I'm capable of running 145. Uh, I think the, 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 the pieces are there. We, um, I, I think I need to, um, you know, figure out some of those like training components, um, in the next month or so, um, you know, try to stay healthy. Um, I think if not this season, but then, um, you know, we wanted to race a few things like, um, I don't know, maybe like Sir Walter Mile and stuff like that and a few other stuff where I think I'm capable of running, um, you know, somewhere around 355 or so. But these, these, this stuff is like, it's really, it has to be really specific environments. It has to be races. The, the outcome, you know, you could be shooting for that and end up running 358 or 359. Like that, that, at one point, you know, like you just continue to stair step and realize like, per, um, you know, progress doesn't, look like just straight up you know it's like um you know when I look back on my career and to think like man line at Hayward uh, at the U.S. champ like that's a stair step that's like that's huge yeah I didn't do as well as I wanted to do there but like man it's it's progress for me uh and it doesn't always look like that for everyone but like I'm finding how you know what that looks like for me but yeah in terms of the goals um I think when the next trials runs around, I'm going to be definitely qualified, try to qualify for that. Um, um, and then, yeah, I, I think I have this interesting, you know, I have this interesting range that I've talked to a few people about with it. When, you know, the same season around 146, I ran 1356. But I think, you know, with my mile being 359 and, and 340, I think I have a bit of this missing depth in the middle um with, with the 1500 and the mile where like those numbers are really good on both ends but like the middle kind of is like so it's kind of like figuring out where we can you know see if we can do about that and uh but i i just want to i want to be competitive on a on a national i line up and i want people to 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 think that i'm there to win it you know and I, that's important to me uh, and be really consistent in those in some of those results then you know some of those times um i think i think racing is fun and uh and i know that i'm a bit newer on that national scene but i, I definitely want to want to be someone who people know of and um and like i definitely love like love competing with some of the same guys like some some like some people are, are hilarious and so it's it's fun to rub shoulders with, with them but um yeah, I think that's some Do you think that, I guess, just being with, like, Team Run Flagstaff and getting into these, like, big meets that, uh, like, a sponsorship from, like, a bigger company like Nike or something is, like, coming? And if so, like, would you, like, I guess, rather stay in the environment you're at or would you be open to, like, trying something new? Yeah, I mean, the tough part about, um, you know, joining a team or something like that right now is is that my coaches are really kind of getting on the same page and we're figuring things out. So it's really tough to be like, great, we figured it out. See ya. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I see that pretty often when, like, you know, you see Khalid do it quite a bit, even though they, they may not have that option. That's probably why. But, like, when a champ wins and then they go to a different coach, um, <laughs> you're like, wait a sec, like, get it down. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I do think though, like what I'm missing at some point is like, is, is 
uh, teammates. Uh, I do, you know, uh, about 99% of my workouts, the workout portion itself alone. Um, but I'll meet with people to do, to, to, to run and to, to do warm ups and stuff like that, that or that I have an awesome team and, um, community, but, um, that part is, is tough. Um, but then, you know, as far as like, if an opportunity to, to, through a sponsor to join a team, it would have to be a, a, a step up, right? Like I couldn't mm -hmm. do it. And also like, um, this is where some of that, you know, comes in like that pays the bills and that supports me um well enough um gig to gig um to the point where i can support myself but then um i'm also um you know team on flag staff um excuse me gear and shoes footwear and stuff stuff like that. that's why i'm racing their jersey is because i'm supported by them but um and the nice thing is like it's not limiting with footwear so i can wear what i need and what the i feel like is the best right um there was a while there where some companies didn't you know being sponsored by under armor was like pretty unfortunate but um <laughs> and stuff like that but um yeah no uh so i guess the interesting part is um uh is i, I haven't you usually kind of like work with um first and then they'll kind of like approach back on your behalf but um mm -hmm. i think what i'd have to do um because of my situation i might i would might have to approach brands um i i just don't think that i'm a big enough name or or someone who um pulls in enough <laughs> uh money on a sport level to to have an agent at the, at the moment um I believe that's coming, and and I think we, but I think it's to be really consistent on the national scene. But that to be to be true, and um, I want to be really realistic with that stuff too. Like I don't want to be so like, man, I got fourth in the country. Like why don't I have a sponsor? Like I think yeah. that's ignorant, um, but um, or arrogant, whatever. But um, I think I think it's. It, it, it is probably in my future. Um, I want to continue to believe that, but I also, um, you know, I can't, I can't be too far ahead of myself to like, you gotta, you gotta show up consistently. And, um, and, you know, I've, I've got some awesome relationships with some brands and, um, stuff like that, um, with some of the photo and video work that I've done. And, um, you know, I, I was told, um, at Portland track fest, um, uh, I don't know if you guys caught, caught this, but there, during the com the commentary, um, one of the commentators was like, here's Colin Schultz. He's the fastest running photographer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that kind of side of things is, um, is interesting. You know, that's like kind of a niche, you know, there are a whole lot of running photographers, but um, you know, the places that I can get, as a result of you know some of the running too is is kind of unique too so um that's kind of like maybe how i could approach some of that in a unique way but um but yeah no um hopefully in the future but uh at the moment I'm rocking with team run flag stuff nice are you able to train with like the nau guys since your coach uh also trains them or how does that work yeah um i mean flag is a beautiful like sense that um you know 
every Tuesday and Friday, there's just everyone and their mother. Um, and, you know, you can link up some aspects of it, but um, the, any, any of you guys specifically, um, they are so freaking good that um, I've done a workout with a, some of the any of you guys, probably not the ones that you are thinking of, <laughs> <laughs> but um, they're literally world-class. Um, and so they do stuff that's like 400 repeats and 800s, you know, going 56 and 54s. Um, so there, a lot of times it doesn't link up, but also if it did, like, I'm struggling to be real. Like, <laughs> like they're, they're, they're five K guys. And so that's strength stuff. And they're, you know, they're, they're, they're good. They're really good. Um, I can link up with them and we do, we go to the track at the same time, uh, at times. And, but they're, they're awesome guys. They're just really freaking good though. Yeah. Is that how you were able to kind of link up with some of these pro teams there is like through the connections with NAU or was it like through your photography or were you just kind of like sliding in the DMs and asking to run with people? That is a good, uh, it's definitely a good way to do it. Uh, yeah, it kind of it started through it, the overarching answer to that is like building relationships. Um, and um, I kind of did that through like, I was sort of just kind of my friend Rachel Snyder at the time. Um, um, I hope you guys are familiar with her. She, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, she, um, she, she, well, you know, was on fire. Um, last year and um you know i would do i would just kind of like meet her at workouts and either i would work out or just take photos and give it to her so she could post on her social and um you know if there was other pros i would just take those photos and then like you like you mentioned like slide the dms and give it to them or like you know stuff like that and it kind of just grew to the point where um you know my my tag was on like every other photo that came out of you know, Flagstaff runners for a mm -hmm. while. Um, I've noticed other people have done that too. And, and, you know, I don't think I was the first person to do that, but like, it just kind of got to a point where I was shooting for so many runners that, um, uh, that it kind of like grew into um, a, uh, a feasible like way of, of like living. And um, I did it for free for, for forever. Like I would just give people photos and um, this is while I worked at the running store. That's the next job I ended up getting there. And I ended up working the floor for a year and then um, transitioned into running their marketing and um, taking, doing, you know, social and stuff like that for them. And, um, and that helped with a whole lot of connections as well and, um, and local stuff too. And, um, but yeah, I, because it's, you know, not a huge town, you know, I know the coach of NAZ, I know, um, you know, the, the agent and coach of Dark Sky and stuff like that. And so like that definitely, you know, opens up the doors to like, hey, I'm shooting photos for this, like, you want these or that. And like, it kind of really just started really like just giving photos away, just being at the track and taking photos of whoever was there. And that helped like just open up door so many doors um to the point where it was like it was like, okay, I have these relationships now. Like let me start like I want to work with the companies and I want to have I want to have the companies, you know, be able to pay me instead of because athletes are funny where, you know, you take a photo of someone like 
pay for that as an interesting uh, concept. <laughs> so <laughs> pay for a photo yourself. Like, I think when you really, uh, you really do really good work and it's very artistic and it's very cool, I think then that's when that becomes a product, right? Versus like, um, here's a photo of you and your group of friends, right? That's, I think that's what I, how I thought of it. And it's like, that's not right. But if you put a lot of like work into it and it helps that person's like social page or social image and then per se, like, then that's a, that's a, there's mon there's potential monetary value to that. So to be paid for that, it's like, okay, that's when it's okay working with athletes. But I think I'm always careful not to charge athletes super much, a lot because of that. But then where I really think it, it goes right is with brands. Brands will pay they charge a few hundred dollars for photos, whatever, bank of 30, whatever. But then um, for a brand, for the same thing, for them you can charge several thousand <laughs> um, but like it's just kind of um it's just it's because it's market mm -hmm. yeah it's it's a uh, it, but but i guess um uh, eric to answer your question i think like relationships was definitely a big part of that and just being part of the community but then working with like so many people um you know on the track or or down in camp verde or sedona or whatever it is it's just kind of like through just the photos and being there and doing videos and then you get asked to do stuff and then it's like oh then that you know that turns into games and such but yeah 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 that makes sense i mean when i i, I opened a pt clinic here and and uh one of my mentors just kind of told me early on you just have to provide value provide value and you're gonna be doing a lot of stuff for free so it sounds similar to that and i think that's just kind of good advice for for anybody trying to crack into the scene somewhere is try to provide as much value as you can and sometimes You'll be doing it for for free at the beginning, but then people will find out, and then they'll exactly. Know. Yep. <laughs> um, ah, shoot. What was my question? What um, what would you say to like somebody who is kind of in your shoes, who is not quite at that national caliber, but believes in themselves and uh, thinks they can make it as a pro? Um, I had a few teammates and teammates in college that kind of thought the same thing, and it kind of went the opposite way as you, you know, um, you're, so it can go out either way. What would you say to somebody who's kind of thinking of taking that jump? Yeah. Um, that's a great question. One of the biggest things that I found was, um, if you believe that, then give yourself every opportunity to make that happen. Right. Like with believing that, you know, this is, the right thing and you don't like you don't need to pursue that that accounting job that was there it's like you have to wholeheartedly jump into it um two is um uh you, you uh, for me it was like a leap to move the flagstaff right like uh you have to put yourself in a position so if if that's not something that if, if your environment a change in your environment to make your environment conducive to what you want to do isn't possible then like then you have to make the best of your situation because there are so many pros that don't live in like amazing place like i met recently des linden um you wouldn't necessarily think michigan as like a like a powerhouse for, for like she won boston marathon training in in uh in michigan so like i think it's 
it's about making the best of um, your environment. And if you need a new environment, then you you, you have to change that, right? Um, but I would say if, you know, if it's like, hey, this is what you're after and you really want to be a pro runner, you need to, you know, believe it's possible, act like it. But that means you need to surround yourself with like, you need an amazing, uh, you need someone that can take you there. Um, you know, you have to like, basically you know start like sparing no expenses like you have to take care of your body like i remember being really adverse to getting a massage i'm like 60 bucks like holy smokes i can't spend that every week um but then i was like do i want to be good or not like i can't like i can't be like oh, i want to save the 60 bucks for a video game i have to be like <laughs> to be like I got to spend this on like a massage or, or, or treatment or trip to stay healthy. And like, you got, you can't, you can't, you have to spare no expense in, in that regard. Like, and obviously that I have to be careful with like privilege in that sense. Like financially I was taking care of myself. So I had to make those decisions anyways, more of like a financial decision for myself versus like, you know, I was being supported by somebody, you know, um, I think if you're not, I think being surrounded by a team is, you know, being, not being in that environment, I feel like maybe I have some credibility in the sense of like, if you can surround yourself with like a really good team, then, or other, or one training partner or somebody who's after a very similar um, goal, then, then, then yeah, then that's going to you. So yeah, like just surround yourself by, you know, good people, good teammates, good, good coach. And, and, you know, like PT, um, you know, if, if I saw someone doing very similar, similar to what I was doing, it's like um, you have to also be careful that you need to be in your best environment. What makes you really like happy and really like find the details versus like I saw Colin doing this, like Flagstaff's going to work for me. Like maybe it doesn't, man. Like I have a very, very specific scenario of like what happened to me and what like what I went through and um and how I ended up supporting myself, I stayed with somebody like for like relatively nothing that people might not have that opportunity. So like mm. um, that's a very like dangerous game to play when you're like, I can do that too. Um, so I guess like my advice to other people is like, yeah, make sure you surround yourself by people who you trust and who you think can get you there, you know, commit to it. And then um, like, you got to really love it you have to just like it there can't be another option you can't like you just have to like ha find a way to make it like really fun um i was you know thankfully enough like i i spent a lot of time running and training with rachel um smith like she was awesome man. like she was really open with her contract and her early days of running that um you know and she started to like peak at a point where you know we were when we were working together and it was super cool to see that and and i was super thankful for her because she she just like she helped me so much um and and definitely helped me like kind of navigate like i remember getting um when i when i moved to uh I, I, it was it was a first it was the first time i actually joined team run flag staff um it was a coaching it was a coaching and an ambassador position but uh, it was the most measly contract you will ever hear for a runner. Um, it was a $5,000 base, but then I had bonuses 
um, I had like, performance bonuses of like a thousand bucks for winning this race or that race, and then it was like five hundred and two fifty or something like that for second and third. And if you know running contracts, like that's like abysmal. Yes, so bad. That is not a professional running contract. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, anyways, uh, and it was just stuff like that where like she was like, "Oh, be careful to say that you're sponsored because like." that is like not really a spot like you don't want to say you're like i'm with under armor when like you're not getting paid like you are you know and so like she she you know she had me navigate stuff like that and um yeah anyways um yeah from like a financial standpoint like i know we were seeing some people that weren't necessarily like top pros like if you're not on like bowerman track club or something like people saying they were struggling with getting to like outdoor championships just with how expensive it was to like fly there feed yourself uh find a place to stay like race and all that um i guess just from your uh standpoint and your experience like how is that like financially just trying to like navigate that do you think usatf could be doing more with that or yeah the it's really interesting at a point where like I'm, I'm competed with the best in the country and I believe I am and calling myself a professional athlete when I do not make a, a, a living work. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a funny dichotomy, but, um, I, it, it is really interesting, like to, to pay, to compete at a national championship. Um, I think the the interesting thing is like okay let's let's look at like um, the U.S. Uh, Olympic trials for the marathon right like in Atlanta they had their weight paid I think people um, uh, or at least a stipend for it I think they provided hotels or housing um, and um, I, I they might have had to pay too to to enter but that's a, that's like. I think that's where we're at in our sport where it it's still the participation model, not like it's not like the NBA. It's not like, like we don't have, we have a, um, you know, USATF, we have a, we have this organization, but we don't have a league. So I, it's really interesting to approach like our sport and, and view it from another like try to bring outside examples in because it's definitely not a model that is like it it's not a model that is conducive for anybody outside the top top percentage of our you know pro runners and um if you do are if but i know through flagstaff though that like if you are making it you are good <laughs> uh, you don't have to worry about it. you say it to you um, you know, like, um, I think, uh, you know, there are people who are on like this tiered list for USATF that are taken care of and, um, for their, their, their get stipends for travel. They, um, they get paid for showing up to certain meets through USATF, um, US, USATF. So, um, you know, stuff like that exists, but for someone like me, um, it is not really a, you know, I've gotten money from prize money from a USATF meet. Uh, I have in no way been, you know, supportive through the 
through through that and that that to me is like i think balancing two things it's like i don't want to be entitled to believe that you have to be taking care of me because i have because i'm a good runner but but also like you know i've heard about something like um usat try usa try they take they have a ton of money and they take really good care of their athletes um that part to me is like really interesting that they're they found a way um, and there's a ton of grants and stuff like that for people. Um, but our sport is um, paying our the CEO of UCF like a million. Um, so I don't, I don't. But yeah, I guess I guess it's interesting. But as far as support goes, I don't think that's really there yet. Um, but I think you have um, you have brands investing in really successful runners. Um, you know, we're talking six figure contracts um to you know to to up and coming runners like uh watch abdi abdi's you know abdi hamid nur he his man is about to get a huge contract like <laughs> it's it's cool but um yeah yeah it exists on some level but but the but the the pie is reserved to um most of the pie is reserved to those who are the best and of the best mm-hmm All right. Um, we had one other question. Um, gonna have you. Um, well, are we gonna do? Just have him rank it, or should we do all of us? Uh, we can do all of us. Okay. So we're gonna do a, a Mount Rushmore of uh, Flagstaff restaurants. Um, even oh. though. <laughs> we don't know anything about flagstaff food so you're probably gonna win it <laughs> you have uh, a flagstaff yep yeah so we're gonna we're gonna do like a snake draft um i guess we can go in alphabetical order so you can go first then me or sorry brandon you uh me and kyle um <laughs> <laughs> oh oh Okay, okay, we gotta have some parameters here. People that live, right. people that uh, come to Flagstaff for training stints. Like, what do we, what do you think here? Um, whatever you want, because ours are gonna be awful. <laughs> Let's do uh training stints. Yeah. Oh, like oh, not not living training stints. Um. You're saying. Sure. <laughs> The, the best food uh, wait, wait wait best food yeah yeah not best runners oh thank goodness um, oh yeah no best food yeah okay, best food Ooh. martins <laughs> all right brandon you can pick yours <laughs> uh, <that's... laughs> what do you got i'm looking up on <laughs> Yelp. <laughs> oh boy, you gotta go find somewhere downtown. <laughs> there aren't too many. Hey, out there. Yeah. Yep. Did y'all hear me pick? No. no. What pick? Oh, my bad. I'd said Diablo Burger because it sounds pretty fire. 
we'll go with that one to start. <laughs> well done. Good pick. All right, I'll take a uh, Himalayan. Himalayan grill. All right. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Been, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with Delhi Palace. Oh. <laughs> Is that a bad pick? All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I like, I know, that's the interesting about Mount Rushmore, but um, you know. Wow. All right. Well, we'll each do one more pick, and we'll just do kind of a, a two, a two round. All right. So Kyle goes again, or or. Yeah, Kyle's Kyle goes first this time. Good. All right. I'll go with oregano's. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a small town all of God, even though we <laughs> it's like the only place I've like eaten there oh really <laughs> um alright I'm gonna go with um shoot what was the name of that place I'll do um historic brewing <laughs> okay okay alright I'll pick toasted owl cafe because I'm a big breakfast guy, so. That's actually fire, so well done. Uh, Brandon, your picks are, are great. Uh, <laughs> with uh, Karma. This is, I go there way too much. For All right. Hour. So check those places out next time you're in Flagstaff. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go with Colin and Brandon's choices instead of ours. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, all right. Anything you want to like plug or anything like that? Yeah, plug all your socials for everybody. Instagram, um, Twitter, whatever you want. Socials. Photography website. I media. I am happy with Instagram. Like, my tag is the Schultzy. It's been that since my 702 days. Um, I, uh, I, I do like a lot of my um, photography on there, whether it's my or your post but um that that's that's where i more commonly um, post that or strava um but uh which is also just my my name colin schultz but um also i just want to plug you guys for for starting a, a vegas uh podcast that is that that's like vegas or just nevada southern nevada running is like such i just i won't care for this such not a thing that like it, it makes me so happy when I like see you guys still in the sport. Like it's such a, cause I can like count us on like two hands, you know, like it's such a, I, I see other running communities and other places that are like huge and like Nevada is pretty small, pretty, pretty tight knit, but I, I so appreciate it. And, and Brandon will we'll put you in there too. And uh, but, <laughs> so you guys are, I, I appreciate you guys doing it. Keep it up. Uh, it's early. But uh, you guys, you're doing you're doing a cool thing. Thank you. Yeah, well, we'll yeah. have you on. We'll have you on again. Uh, one when the podcast blow up, and two when you blow up when you make your first <laughs> team and everything. So yeah. that'll be a fun coming back around. <laughs> Sounds great to me. I do have one final question. Yeah. Uh, so you being in like Flagstaff and have been around the Sedona stuff and the pro teams, do you know who did Poopgate? I do. Actually. Uh, I do. Uh, he's he's not. He, he's in the scene right now. He's not like. He's pretty good. 
um, I don't call him out by name. No, that's the thing. Um, he just, he's a Canadian runner, man, and he's in the scene. And like, we don't. We so, don't... so it was the Canadians. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I knew it. Uh, <laughs> um, I think he's Canadian. Yeah, he's uh, he's not British. Yeah, no, he's Canadian. Uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's we know we know. <laughs> It's a, it's a, yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been worse. It's, uh, I have a really funny screenshot of somebody that did call him out in a video, because um, he called out like U.S. runners and like fifteen hundred guys. U.S. guys don't like to run, you know, don't like to run hard from the gate. They just like to sit and kick. And then somebody commented, "The same guy that pooped on the Sedona track." <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming on. Um, yeah, we'll have you on again sometime. Hopefully. Yeah. Thanks. Best of luck with your training. I'm sure you kill it. Thank you. I'll be. I'll be excited to see you guys. Uh, future podcast. Sounds great.